Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategies studio in Washington, D.C. Our host today is John Asher. CEO and founder of Asher Strategies, and the title of the show is How to Build a Rejection-Proof Sales Mindset. John's guest is Umar Hamid, CEO of No Limit Selling, making salespeople and sales teams awesomer. John, over to you. Omar, so great to have you on the show, my friend. Oh, thank you, John. Glad to be here. Uh, let's have a great conversation about making salespeople awesomer. Yeah, I'm all up for it. And uh, just want to let you know that I so respect what you do. Really enjoyed your last talk at the Institute for Selling Excellence. It was great, great, great. And as you know, I got your book, Unlock Your Sales Potential, about halfway through. So getting a lot out of it, too. So thanks for writing that book. Oh, thank you so much. The paradox is salespeople as a group are driven to succeed and they want to do well. And so many of them don't reach their potential. And I think if we could help unlock a little bit of that today, we'd make the world a better place. Totally agree. And there's a lot of data behind what you're saying. From Harvard University, there's a typical Pareto principle for salespeople. Right now, there's about 25 million of us in the U.S. And Harvard claims that about 5 million, you know, the 80-20 rule, 20% of, of um, 25 million, about 5 million are elite and bringing in most of the new business. And the 20 million, the 80%, are not so hot and their turnover rate is about a third per year. So what, what accounts for this, in your opinion? There's probably several things. One of them certainly is, are they getting the appropriate sales training? Are they getting the appropriate sales leadership? Are they getting the appropriate sales strategy? But the part that really interests me is the mindset piece. What's the mindset? When we look at those elite players, generally they have this bulletproof mindset and people that are the B's and C's in teams, the C's probably a lost cause, but the B's, they have the right skill set, but something in the mindset is getting in the way of them reaching their potential. And I think that's kind of our challenge. How do we get people to get the right mindset so they perform at their highest level? And paradoxically, when people are doing that, they're that most happiest and most fulfilled in their lives. Not only do we close more deals, we make more people happier. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons over my lifetime about the mindset. One of the best things I ever heard was, was taught was this. It isn't what happens to you in life. It's really how you react to what happens to you. And you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react. And so it's all about controlling your reactions. It has a big impact on our lives and, of course, on sales. Oh, absolutely. I think one of the examples I share with people is because a lot of people are like hung up on, am I going to screw my kid up? And the answer is, yes, you are. No. <laughs> what I tell them is if there was uh, twins living in the same household with the same family and one evening mom comes into the family room and claps her hands and says, all right, kids, clean up the room and go to bed. Twin A goes, mom wants me to get a good night's rest. She loves me and goes to sleep with this warm, amazing feeling. And the second twin who's playing is like, you know, mom's always bossing me around. She doesn't trust me. 
and they develop a different belief. So these beliefs that we develop, not only do they impact us at that moment, but they go in our unconscious and they change the way we show up in life. So absolutely. When we're kids, we don't have the ability to make different meanings. But as we become adults, if we could teach people how to control their mindset, that would allow them to control how they make meaning out of events. And there are some people out there in the sales world, when they get a big defeat, that fires them up and gets them re-energized to move forward. And for other people, the smallest defeat shuts them down. And that's all mindset. And if we can get people to get stronger mindset, they show up in a much, much more powerful way. Yeah, I totally agree. When I did the landmark education, I learned that one of the stories I made up about myself as a kid was that from my father's perspective, I was never good enough. Now, from my mother's point of view, I was great, 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 no matter what I did, <laughs> but not for my father. Yeah, that story that he gave me and I kind of made up about myself that I wasn't good enough has driven me to all kinds of interesting behaviors, one of which is uh, being a workaholic, which, as you yeah. know, has its good points and its bad parts. Absolutely. And if we made that meaning, we could just re-examine it. Dad's being the way dad is, and we're seven years old when we really understand what's going on. And when we get to be 27 years old, if we knew what had happened and what belief was created in our unconscious, we'd be able to go, well, that doesn't make any sense. But the insidious nature is it goes in our unconscious and all we're aware of is we're trying like hell but not succeeding and it amps up the stress, the unhappiness, and it almost feels like we're locked in place. And if we could just decode what's the underlying issue, sometimes as soon as you bring it up and it's like, uh, what do you mean you're not good enough? You're freaking awesome. And people go, huh, I am pretty amazing. And they just move on with their life. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm a physicist by by education, an engineer by training. Anyway, as an engineer, it's always nice to see the data or an equation for success. How, how would mindset fit into your kind of overall equation for success? If you guys and listeners can envision this, a really simple formula, skill set times mindset equals the results that we get. So you could have someone that has a uh, uh, a phenomenal skill set. They're always studying books about selling, going to workshops. They're junkies about it. But their mindset and their beliefs are, you know, I'll never amount to much. Guess what? Their results are going to be really weak. You could have someone yeah. that you know, has a little bit of skill set, but they got this amazing mindset. They're going to get dramatically better results. And of course, the sweet spot is somebody that's got a great skill set and an unstoppable, unshakable mindset they're the people that change the world and start new industries and look good doing it. I've never seen any correlation, but I bet there's a real strong correlation with the five million elite salespeople having that great skill and mindset. And then the 20 million, not so hot, who don't have, aren't strong in either one or, or maybe strong in the skill set, but not the mindset. But without the mindset, pretty tough. So unscientifically, and me using a Ouija board, I'm not sure if you know, but it was invented in Baltimore where I am, so I can bring it up with authority, that out of those 20 million, there's got to be at least seven or eight million of those sales reps that have a strong, strong skill set. And they're trying desperately to do better because they want to get the elite president's club and want to get their kids into better schools and better vacations and better houses. But it's that mindset piece is good enough to meet quota, but isn't good enough to reach their potential. And I think 
the final frontier for humanity, but sales specifically, is not more sales training. I think it's mind training. If we really unlock our potential, it allows us to show up in a better way. And more importantly, people that we know, when they see us improve in that dramatic fashion, and it's like, hey, if Umar can do it, it almost gives them permission to do it themselves. Whereas when people around them have that limited mindset, then that's their reality as well. And so it translates into a lot of the um, behaviors and skills that are, that are negative. Like uh, an example would be salespeople to give up too easily. So that, I'm sure that's related to mindset, isn't it? Absolutely. So I'll give you uh, an example. You could have someone uh, that gives up too easily and the sales manager says, you know, you're giving up too easily. You've got to hold the line and they give them a lot of coaching around it several times. And then after a while, they give them an ultimatum. You, you better smarten up or I'm going to fire you. But what's really going on sometimes is this, is that one part of their psyche is driving them to do better and better and not give up and just keep going for it. And another part of their psyche, somewhere in their childhood, they may have developed something. If you're too pushy, you're rude. And it's happening at an unconscious level. So there's a part of them that wants to keep on going. But the other part says, wait a minute you don't want to be that kind of bad person and it sabotages what they're doing and they just can't figure out what's going on because they're victims to what's happening. And so in the world I come from, when people come to say, you know, why am I stuck? And we decode that with NLP, neuro linguistic programming, you can resolve that conflict in a couple of sessions and then their, their need to give up just disappears their mindset's stronger, and they just keep going. It's like the Everetti bunny, but in a good way. <laughs> right, right. What happens in a couple of those sessions? What, what does it take to change that mindset? Because that's essentially a good part of what you do, isn't it? Yeah, it's very much. So one of the things that you, you could notice is when someone's talking about, hey, Umar, I want to succeed in sales, they would use a strong voice, like powerful, because they really want it. And one of their hands, right or left, will be... Uh, uh, articulating this speech like an Italian, speak with your hands, right? And it would be strong right. gestures. But then the other side of their consciousness, their psyche comes up and in a weaker voice, they'll say, but you know, you can't be too pushy. And that hand, the other hand will show up with weaker gestures. As soon as I see that, I know there's an internal conflict. And the paradox is that both of these parts of their psyche ultimately want the same thing. There's a bridge somewhere where they connect. So I was working with a client and with an issue like this, you want to achieve success. And the hand that was talking with a strong gesture says, yeah, I want to be successful. So if you get successful, what's the value of that for John? And that part of your psyche says, well, the value is he'll accomplish more. And what's the value of that? Uh, that would allow him to you know, look after his family in a bigger way. And you keep on going up till he gets to I want John to reach his potential. Then you go to the negative side, the perceived negative side, the one that wants to give up and not be rude. So it's like, you want John not to be rude. Yes. If he wasn't rude in those situations, what would that do for John? That would make him feel more confident. And what would that do? That would allow him to be more driven. And all of a sudden you get up to the highest level, which is the same thing. I want John to reach his potential. And as soon as you find that common bridge at a much higher level, magical things happen. And those two parts integrate and when they integrate, it's almost like a snap of the fingers. It's like, bam, then that urge to give up too early just disappears. There's slightly more to it than I'm explaining, but that's the essence of the change is realizing that you're familiar with causes and symptoms, right, John? Yeah, sure. 
And so there was an underlying cause that John wasn't reaching his potential. And one way it showed up on one side was we need to drive John to be successful. And the other side said, no, wait a minute. We don't want him to be rude. And both those sides got stuck at a lower level. And if you as a coach can get them to the highest level where they want the same thing, magical things happen and it transforms lives. And it's one of those things you got to see to believe it. But literally, you can see the physiology of the person you're working with all of a sudden change in a powerful way that changes their lives. John, excuse me. It's time to take a quick commercial break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to asherstrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Umar Hamid about how to build a rejection-proof sales mindset. Now back to John and Umar. So, Umar, welcome back. Sounds like there's a lot that goes into this. There's uh, neuro-linguistic programming. There's the uh, unconscious mind that controls a lot of our, our behavior. So they, and, and then, of course, there's all those cognitive biases that come up. Yes. So I'm, I'm guessing they all kind of work together, don't they, in your consulting? Is that right? They do, and they work for human beings. And what, I'm, uh, what I look for is this, is I am pretty sure, John, that you don't want to be an opera singer. And if you couldn't make that career, you wouldn't be crying and in a curled up in a ball on the floor. But there's certain areas where you want to succeed. And that could be in life, in sales, in leadership, wherever that is. So same thing with salespeople. You know, where are you not showing up the way you want? And when people go, you know, if I could just close more authoritatively, more confidently, I would just win more business. But when I go to do that, an uncomfortable feeling comes up and I shy away from that. When someone wants to do something and they are not executing because something's happening internally, negative thoughts or negative feelings, that's the area we can focus on. And then we figure out what biases, what beliefs, what mindset issues are causing that negativity. And that very negativity is like a thread that leads us to the core issue. And when we change that, people can execute in the way that they want. And I think that's the beauty of it is that we're not telling people you need to do these seven things. That's sales training, which is absolutely essential to building a great career. Well, when people aren't executing in the way that they should, we look for where are you pulling your punches? Where are you not executing in a place you want to execute? And that's when we look for mindset. What in your mindset is getting in the way? And that has the biggest impact. Does, does that make sense? Sure. It's kind of summarize it by saying people are. I guess it's mainly unconsciously second-guessing their abilities, aren't they? John, I'm going to share with you something that I, uh, that I did that still kind of amazes me. I had a, I'm a Vistage speaker, and there was about 22 CEOs in the room, and I gave each CEO a blank 3 by 5 card. And I said, hey, we all have that negative voice in our head that sabotages us when we go to do something. How many people here have that negative voice? Every single hand goes up. And I said, could you legibly write down what your negative voice says to you to sabotage you. Don't write down your name. So it's, you know, all uh, protecting 
who said what, and they all write down their things. I collect the cards. I redistribute them so everybody has a different card than their own. And then I ask the first person, could you read what that card says, but read it with the emotion that it was written in? And the first CEO gets up and says, you'll never amount to anything. Why bother trying? And everybody around the room looks. And then the next person says the negative thing and a negative thing. And pretty much everybody says it. And people look around and they go, oh, my God, we all have this negative voice in our head. And then later on that afternoon, one of the female CEOs came up to me and said, uh, Umar, uh, uh, John doesn't know this, but he read my card. And as soon as I heard him read it, all I wanted to do was to go over there and hug him. But I can't do that for myself. And that was her thought. And so not only leaders of companies, but salespeople and your kids and the priest at the local church, we all have that negative stuff inside our heads. And the only problem is we don't have the toolkit to resolve it. And that's my mission in life is if we could empower people with the tools they need to take charge of their mindset, that they would break through these barriers and just show up in their lives in a more powerful, more loving, more fulfilled way and that's how you change lives and that's how you change communities. Speaking of this, you know, I just did six of them in Harrisburg last week and I noticed that you're oh. the next speaker. <laughs> next oh, week. excellent. Well, well, thanks a lot, John. Now the bar's really high and I'm going to have to like double my efforts to look good. <laughs> no, I think it'll be a breeze for you. <laughs> so, so, you know, the listeners, I'm sure by now are saying, okay, well, what can I do by myself? I know I can so, call Umar and go over and get some consulting and work with Umar, but what's a tool or two that people can actually use themselves to improve? I'm going to give you a tool right now. And John, could you be our guinea pig for a moment? I will be. So is there a meeting or an event coming up for you in the next uh, two, three weeks, next month or two? Uh, and if you think of one, just say, yeah, the gig in Pittsburgh or whatever. So think of a gig that's coming up or a conversation yeah. you're having with someone that's really important. Do you have it? Yep. At this moment, sitting, talking to me with uh, David eavesdropping as we're talking, uh, could you think about your level of confidence on how well you're going to do at that event? Like what number pops up between uh, zero and 10, 10 being fabulous? Uh, geez, I hate to say it, but 10. All right. So you're a really bad example, <laughs> but even with the 10, because most people I would say a six or a seven, but let's say 10 for now for you. How about an eight? Okay, well, an eight there, is good. Been, there have been circumstances where I, I was an eight. This one just happens to be a 10. See, it's one that's a different area that's an eight. Okay, so actually think of something else that might be an eight for you or a seven. And when you have that, it'll be a real exercise that we can uh, demonstrate to people. Okay, I'm ready. So what I want you to do is the first step, listeners, is figure out you know somewhere where you need to show up in a powerful way. So John's got his uh, thing that he's working on. John, in your mind's eye, I want you to make a movie of you doing a perfect presentation or conversation or whatever you're thinking of. Just make a movie in your head that uh, would give you the perfect outcome. And when you have that movie made, let me know. Got it. So what's interesting, listeners, is this, is that, you know, all of the presentation might be an hour presentation or a whole afternoon. Making that movie in your head took John like under a minute. For you, it might take a minute, but it's pretty quick. The second step I want you to do, John, is to pretend that you're the director, Steven Spielberg, and make that movie better so you get better results. And you could uh, be the director yourself, or you could go, you know, I met this guy, uh, Fred Diamond. He's really gifted in this area. 
he might be able to make the movie better. So in your mind's eye, either you or someone you know, pretend you're them, look at the movie and improve the movie in whatever ways would make the outcome better. And go ahead and do that now, please. Okay, got it. Did you find improvements to make in that movie? I did, too. Yeah, so what's interesting is just that thought of going into the director space, that gives you the ability, the bird's eye view of what you want to accomplish. Uh, because most people think at the level that they're thinking on and they, can, they can't solve problems in elegant ways by making the movie, then being the director gives you those insights you need. So that was step two. Step one, make the movie. Step two, be the director. Step three, John, I want you to step into that movie and live through that experience uh, of the movie you just made. So you'll see the audience, you'll see the other people, you'll hear everything, feel everything. So live through that movie. And once you've got that done, let me know. Okay, I'm smiling. That is excellent. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it programs your neurology. 40% of your brain is designed to process visual information. And what we did there was made a movie and that gives you absolute certainty on what you want to accomplish. Because if you just said, I want to do a good meeting, what does that mean? But if you make a movie, you're seeing it. Then you became the director in step two and made the movie better. And step three, you stepped into it. So you programmed your psychology, your neurology. This is exactly what I want. And when you think about that meeting, how does the certainty you're going to do a great job, does that increase? Yeah, I, th I think so. I'm up, to a, I'm up to a nine for sure. Excellent. And so, dear listeners, that simple technique that I just showed you will change your life. So when you're going into a really important sales meeting, make a movie of what you want to have happen. Think how John Asher would improve that movie and go, oh, he would suggest this and he would do this. He would do this research before that presentation and then step into the movie. Doing that three-step process when you're going into close an account is invaluable. And when you're going for a raise with your boss, use the same technique. I found this to be one of the most useful, elegant tools to let you think at a higher level, increase your confidence, and execute with certainty. John, it's time for That's a terrific. quick wrap-up. Zoomer, what a terrific tool. So thanks, thanks so much. I learned from that, and I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it as well because I can actually feel it as you went through it. What are one or two or three ideas you'd like to leave with the listeners because in many cases they're you know they're running they're walking the dog they're stuck what what are some of the key takeaways that you'd like them to have the three takeaways one use that i call that mind movie the technique we just did use that as much as possible number two when you're in a sales situation in that rapport phase of that customer interaction notice something that they purchased and ask them about oh where did you get that? What made you decide to purchase it? And in that just low stress environment before the real sales process starts, people reveal how they make buying decisions and just store that away. And I think uh, when you go to close, position your offering in the same way that they purchased their boat and you'll be miles ahead. And number three, be fully present in the moment when you're with that person with so focused on what we need to think about and what we're going to say next that we miss all those clues coming from our clients and they can feel when we're not paying attention to them. So make mind movies, uncover their buying strategy in a soft way. So you know what that is. And number three, be fully present.
you know, that number of great advice and that number three helps us actually improve our, uh, ourselves as a person, not just as a salesperson. Absolutely. And just before we part company, John, my new app uh, is called NeuroBoosters. And it's an app that teaches salespeople how to take control of their mindset in any situation. So you get the help you need in the palm of your hand. I think that'll uh, add a lot of value to our uh, profession of selling. Great. And so how can people contact you, Umar? Look for me on LinkedIn, uh, Umar, U-M-A-R, Hamid, H-A-M-E-E-D. And that connects to kind of who I am. And if you go to the website, and we'll put the link in the notes, it's neuroboosters.com. That's N-E-U-R-O. And then boosters, B-O-O-S-T-E-R-Z. And John, thanks so much for inviting me on the show. I had a blast. Totally agree. Thanks so much for your tips for all our listeners. And thank Excellent. you both, John and Umar. That's all the time we have for today. For our listeners, be sure to join us again next week at the same time. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 